Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll teach you one way to instantly grow and develop. I'll also be interviewing Gina Gardner, who is a multiple number one international bestselling author, empowerment speaker, and genuine leadership power enhancer founder of Genuinely You Leadership. With more than 30 plus years of experience, she's helped leaders become more enlightened and limitless in their impact and income so they can achieve and sustain holistic profitability in their personal and professional missions. Today, she shares her wisdom on how you too can become an enlightened leader. For more information about Gina and to work with her, please visit enlightenedleadership.co. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. How to instantly grow and develop. Often we think when we're working on ourselves that we have to be meditating all day, or perhaps we have to read the latest self-help book. And those things are wonderful. However, there's a quicker way to self-development. The majority of us are pretty good at realizing when we're in the wrong, or perhaps when we've done something that we're not too proud of. And other times, we don't give ourselves enough credit for how far we've come in life or for the things we've learned. The thing that I always do and what I teach is to simply ask the question, what am I learning about myself right now? The more quickly that you can ask that question, you'll find that it immediately allows you to do a quick body scan or to do a quick emotional scan to realize if you're overreacting or perhaps you've learned a lesson that you now get to practice and you find that you're really proud of yourself. I know there's been many times in my morning when I'm walking my dog, Bosley Whitaker, and I'm trying to drink my coffee, check my email on my phone, And if he pulls on the leash, which is what a dog does, if I find myself getting frustrated, I immediately ask the question, what am I learning about myself right now? Well, for one, I'm multitasking. And as we know, multitasking does not work. Number two, if I find that I'm annoyed, I realize I get to practice patience. (laughs) And for those of you who have heard this show for a while, realize that I always get to work on patience. (laughs) One day I'll get it. But that is a wonderful question for me to ask myself because it immediately puts me in the position to self-analyze and to self-reflect. Another thing to consider is when you experience a spike of emotion. And as I've taught you before, there's a primary response and a secondary response. If I were to come up and startle you, the first response is a natural response, to be startled. But if you're still startled or afraid for the next hour, well, that doesn't make sense. That's the way it works in all situations. Once you realize you're experiencing the primary emotion, then when you move to the secondary emotion, you decide what you're going to do with it. So when you feel that spike of emotion, and it can be anything from annoyance to frustration to anger to rage, or even positive emotions like love, joy, peace, when you reflect on that question and ask, what am I learning about myself right now? It gives you the ability to move to the secondary response is now what do I do with it? Sometimes with the positive emotions, we can revel in the fact that we've learned to not let people push our buttons, or we can recognize that we have the ability to overcome certain obstacles. And that's really important. 
And conversely, we can also realize in that moment, wow, James, you are really overreacting right now. And if I'm overreacting, now what do I do? So that question is incredibly powerful. It doesn't matter what your job title is or where you are in life. That question will always allow you to identify where you are in the moment. If you're not happy with the results of where you are in that moment, that question will allow you to create an opportunity to change your perspective. Because as we know, your perspective or how you see a situation determines what you feel. What you feel determines what you do. So incorporate that question into everything you do. And the more quickly you do that, the more exponentially you will grow. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio show or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it. Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is Gina Gardner, who is a multiple number one international bestselling author, empowerment speaker, and genuine leadership power enhancer founder of Genuinely You Leadership. With more than 30 plus years of experience, she helps leaders become more enlightened and limitless in their impact and income so they achieve and sustain holistic profitability in their personal and professional missions. Today, she shares her wisdom and how you too can be an enlightened leader. Welcome to Lifeology, Gina. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, my listeners may or may not remember this, but you were on my show last year sometime. And we had a wonderful conversation, so I can't wait to pick up from where we left off. And you've done so much and you've written so many books of late that you are going to be the expert today in helping us become an empowered leader. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to it. What is an enlightened leader? What's the difference? So an enlightened leader is someone who has an awareness of how they turn up in the world. They know themselves, mm-hmm. that they are truly authentic, that they take radical responsibility for themselves, that whatever they think, their emotions, what they say, what they do, that they step into their genuine power. And that's very different to the sort of power we see around the world at the moment. Because if you're in your genuine power, it's not about diminishing somebody else. It is Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. recognizing that in embracing your own potential, and being truly authentic, you have then the opportunity to nurture and grow the potential of other people. I like that. It's about recognizing that, you know, you have a real sense of purpose, a sense of why, and you want to make a positive difference to others and to the world. And we need it so desperately at the moment. Oh, my goodness. We certainly do. You mentioned the word radical. And that's in psychology, we have what's called radical acceptance. Radical acceptance is accepting the facts as they are. 
100%, this is how it is without emotion. You can't change anything, but you can accept it. Like this is the reality. This is the truth. And I'm going to walk in that with the ability to do whatever it is I think is healthy. Help me understand your version of radical when you're speaking about leadership. So let me give you an example of uh, of leadership where it's not radical responsibility okay. and why that's okay. so important. Because I, like I think people who are listening or watching will then get a much better understanding. So I've worked with many leaders over the years. And one of the most common mm-hmm. complaints that leaders have is, you know, it, delegation is it's easier to do it yourself because at least you know it's done properly. Oh, exactly. I saw going okay. to <laughs> sure. So they, the, the, the reason it's not working, according to them, is all external. When you mm. take radical, total mm. responsibility for your leadership, it is, what is it, how is it that I'm showing up that means that my staff don't take ownership of what's going on? Uh, so, And I, there I are see. a number of, of individual reasons, but most often it's it's a combination. So it could be that you've not appointed the right people that they've not been trained in the right way, that you micromanage. And so they know that if they do it, you're going to say it's not done the way I want it done. So Mm. I'll do it myself. So they give up or they're not clear about the vision. So people have got no ownership or there's no clarity in terms of expectation um, and that they've not recognised that we're speaking and there's two languages going on. And what we're doing at the moment is actually coming to an understanding of a shared language. You've asked me what I meant by radical. Prior to me talking about what I mean by radical, um, you may have assumed that my version of radical was identical to your version Mm -hmm. of radical. And so part of what enlightened leaders do is recognise that in any given relationship, personal or, or professional, there are the languages of both people and the language of sure. together. And so enlightened leaders create a shared language within their team or their organisation. So an example of that would be people bandy the word excellent around. You know, mm-hmm. we strive for excellence. <laughs> but what does yes. it mean? Yes. And what does it mean? But exactly. if you are able to identify what are the core values that underpin excellence and yeah. what are the behaviours that you need to experience sure. in order for uh, you to recognise excellence, what's the difference between okay and good and good mm-hmm. and excellent collectively, sure. then you'll find that everybody has a shared understanding. So... I like that. Taking radical responsibility as a leader means that the first place you start is with yourself. However, it's without the judgment. Aren't I terrible? Mm. I must, uh, you know, I I, I must be doing it all wrong. This is about I recognise I I have contributed in some significant way to what's going on. What can I do? How can I be? So I provide the platform, the environment where everybody can thrive and and engage in making the vision a reality. I, re- I really appreciate you saying that. What The way I'm hearing that as well is as the leader, yes, we are the quote top, but we're the foundation. So if my foundation is wonky or it's not clear, then it's going to be on, like on shifting sand. You're walking, you're not sure what's going to happen. Absolutely. Any house that's built on shifting sand is going to fall down. So I can understand the, con- the concept of what you mean. 
being very intentional in your word choices, recognizing that there's a denotation and a connotation, which my listeners may or may not know means it's either what it literally means or what you think it means. And so there's a difference in that respect. And so when you really are clear on that, everybody understands the mission and the vision and are able to walk in a unified body, if you will, to create the outcome that one is looking for. And then when you've created a truly learning organization where the only mm-hmm. two failures are the failure to give it a go and the failure to sure. learn when it hasn't worked, sure. where everybody is involved and sees themselves mm-hmm. as the leading professional for whatever they do, whether that's the cleaner like that. or the sure. CEO, takes sure. a pride in it, then those organizations fly and the people within it thrive And one of the challenges that we've got worldwide is the levels of stress and unhappiness Mm -hmm. in huge part because of poor leadership. And that has an impact on performance, um, on staff absenteeism, which has a, a cost in terms of, you know, if somebody's absent, somebody's got to try and fill the gap. But the loss of potential is just enormous. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you lead from a different stance, you can harness that potential and those people will be engaged. And, you know, when you look at the research for motivation, money is about number five. Having ownership, feeling valued, feeling Uh, that you are making an active and valuable contribution, which is recognized, generally top of the list. Really? So it's the affirmation and just the validation of your hard work and your contribution. Makes sense. And re- well, it's more than just the validation and the thank you. It's the you taking on board that you are making a difference. Ah, uh, interesting. Oh, I see. So you are a, okay. Makes sense. So it's at several levels, but it mm-hmm. means that you've engaged with the vision. So your vision, sure. you're my leader. You take ownership. Your vision of it. is mm-hmm. something that I I really believe in too. I want yeah. I want to do what I can to make your vision work. And you are recognizing my contribution, my creativity, my solution finding. Sure. So that like generates that. even more motivation to, to move ahead. Makes perfect sense. And leadership is not just leading down, it's leading across and leading uh, rather uh, and leading up. So leadership mm-hmm. is how do you how do you learn to lead as a subordinate how do you learn to lead oh, as a team like member yeah. so it's uh-huh. not one-dimensional sure and i you know i like well, i'm gonna piggyback off that in just a second but i wanted to reflect earlier when you first started talking about the enlightened leader and yeah. you had you were talking about really empowering those below you so sometimes a leader can be tyrannical or tyrant of some sort, and they just tell people what to do. Whereas your version of the enlightened leader, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is more about you see the skills and the skill set and the potential in other people and you work with them so they become leaders. So the enlightened leader is not threatened. They simply yeah. see and they allow that person to become and flourish in their own leadership ability. And then from there, that's where everybody grows. Because I think the, the misunderstanding with some leaders is if this person is greater than me, then all of a sudden I'm no longer a leader. And that insecurity is then threatened. And therefore their, their style of leadership is more, you know, putting the thumb down of you have to do what I say type of thing. And as we know, that does not, that does not engender um, any type of healthy culture in any it's situation. Toxic. It is toxic. Right. But it comes from a place of fear of not being mm-hmm. enough. And that's sure. why I, I started off by saying enlightened leaders work on themselves, that they recognize yes. that actually I've got to have a great sense of self-worth 
without the ego. I often say, you know, when I'm doing mm. some training, leave your ego under the pillow with your pajamas yes. or your nighty, yes. you know, because yes. it's not going to serve you. Um, and I think when I, I started off in education, as, as, as I think you know, mm-hmm. I used to talk mm-hmm. about it as being, you know, you don't need to be the best boy or girl in the class. So yeah. I want, as a, an enlightened leader, I want to choose the very best person. And if they're better at me than an aspect, brilliant. My Sorry. job is to bring them together. My job is to create no, like the that. vision, share it, create the culture to get people sure. engaged in it. And I want the creme de la creme. I, mm. And if I, they, they are better at things than I am, brilliant. My job is to, mm. is to create the space to, to nurture people to be better than they think they are mm-hmm. and to then make sure that there is a learning environment so they too then start to nurture others and you exactly. can do that again it doesn't have to be top down all the time you know in organizations mm-hmm. very often it's the new people who come in have got new ideas um, and who can see things in a different way that can actually find a way forward so you know i don't know if you've ever seen a, a jigsaw puzzle of a, a 3d mm-hmm. jigsaw puzzle of a tin of beans i have yes that's what this is like it's not one dimensional at all it comes at every level and mm-hmm. it's it's interconnected but within that enlightened leaderships come from a place of courage because sometimes yes. they're having to step out and mm-hmm. and well they're, they're just uh, breaking new ground the courage to be tough at times but sure. by tough coming from a place of love. So if mm-hmm. your staff, for example, know that you really do care and value them, you can give them the most um, significant feedback and say, mm-hmm. James, you know, I think that you're better than this. Mm-hmm. You know, what, you, yeah. what you're doing, you, that's not who you are. I mm. want better from you because I know you're better than this. Sure. Now, if that yeah. came from a place where I was tyrannical, I was uh, judgmental, mm. I was um, putting people down, that would have a very different energy behind it. But if that sure. person knows Certainly. that I am nurturing them, that mm-hmm. I am wanting the best for them, then those they can take that feedback and it, it acts as, as jet fuel rather than... Uh, dancing them um and putting them down sure as, as i hear that you know i'm thinking of of times when i've been being in those types of positions where i would have to give that type of feedback and one thing i always do and, and you're the expert here but one thing i always do is i make sure that i take a personal inventory before i speak to someone am i in a position to give them this feedback is <laughs> if i've done if something else is happening there's so much going around and then i sit and talk to them but I've allowed other aspects of my life to get in the way just before I speak, then I may have the best intention, but my presentation is off. So I think it's really important as a leader to also be really mindful about the space that you create prior to speaking to someone to really make sure that you are an enlightened leader, you're aware of what you're experiencing. So therefore you can truly translate what you want to say to the other person or communicate rather, because without that, then what are you really modeling for your staff if you pretend to be enlightened or think you're enlightened, but yet your space you've created, there's a disconnect between your intent versus your presentation. 
I think that's true. That comes back to how we started this conversation about taking radical mm-hmm. responsibility. Sure, you know, sure. Take, I love that. It, and it's a finite. You can't take mm-hmm. part radical responsibility. It's about the totality of it. Sure. And so managing your own emotional self, your your where your mindset is, um, mm-hmm. how the words that you use, the the tone of voice, and so on. Sure. All, all of those contribute which is why it's so important that people do the deep inner work on themselves but and there is a big but because some people think that doing the inner work means being judgmental and getting Ah, caught in the story the illusion that i'm Mm. not enough whereas if you come from a place of i am aware you can't do anything unless you're aware can you You can't take any action I understand where it's coming from. And then what action do I need to take? And then mm-hmm. what energetic vibration is there behind it? You talk about intention. And intention mm-hmm. is so important. And that go back to what I was saying about people can give really, on the face of it, negative feedback, but in a really constructive way that the other person receives, not sure. as a negative but as an opportunity Mm -hmm. to develop. And one of the greatest compliments I had when I was a principal of a a large school was when a young member of staff who was going off to get promotion came and and said, I want to thank you because even when it was difficult to hear, I was absolutely sure that it was good for me and you made mm. me want to be better than I, I thought I was. Oh, that's amazing, Gina. That's wonderful. And that, I love that. You know, that's something very precious. Sure. And so if you're a leader in your family, then that's the way to bring your children up. Course, you know, if you're in a partner, this stuff is it's not just work-based. It works in every facet of your life. And so for me, it's why I'm so passionate about it. and why. Oh, and you're so amazing important. at it. <laughs> what, would be, what would be a... The f- obviously, we talked about the radical responsibility to take in, uh, to yeah. take internal stock. What are some additional things that my listeners and viewers today can can practice today and moving forward before they purchase your books or to work with you? So, an easy way to think about the radical responsibility and also making them though being aware is to be the journalist of your own life. Mm-hmm. And a journalist mm-hmm. studies their subject very carefully. Sure. What are the and looks for the patterns, don't they, and the exceptions mm-hmm. and so on. So become the journalist of your own life. That's the first thing. That. The second is the quality of your life is determined by your mindset. Yes, it is. So those people who fear that they will fail are likely to fail to because. Fail. All of their choices will either be about avoiding failing, so often they don't get started and they procrastinate or whatever, or you will take a very different set of of decisions than if you, I'm going to succeed, don't know how, Mm -hmm. you don't have to know the Mm -hmm. how, (laughs) but I'll do what it takes to succeed and every time it doesn't work is an opportunity to grow and develop. Mm -hmm. And so those very, very different mindsets will determine the quality of your life. If you think like you're not that. enough, then you're not. If you think exactly. that you can't do something, you can't you because can. you're yeah. not going to yeah. engage it in the same way. The third thing I would say is everything you do is a choice. Even not choosing yes. is a choice. It's a choice. 
and every choice has consequences. And often it's the not actively choosing which has the most far-reaching consequences. So you let things drift, Mm -hmm. yeah? And so I would say to people, have a look at the choices that you're making moment by moment. You know, the people who want to lose weight but go for the donut instead of the apple. The people Mm -hmm. who say, you know, isn't so-and-so so successful and I feel really bad that I haven't got that success... Well, how are you showing up? You know, yes. are you giving up when things get tough or have you not get, got started? Or are you paying lip service to things? So look at your choices and through those choices, examine your beliefs about yourself and the world because those beliefs become your reality. Exactly. I would say we are, you are successful as you want to be, or as you believe you can be. The, uh, the, you know, the main thing is when I hear you say that, it's a lot of passive thoughts, passive thoughts about hypothetical worries or a hypothetical future. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm stuck with anxiety about what might happen, yeah. well, what might happen probably will happen because I'm not creating action in the now. And so learning how to take the fears and worries, which is, which is energy, but it's internal energy. So to take that internal energy and move it into physical action creates the response you're looking for. So it's just moving that, externalizing that energy to moving forward and do, taking one step. Well, I, people hear me say this all the time. One of my other favorite quotes is, the last person in the race beats the person on the couch. So regardless of what life looks like, you simply just get up. I mean, sometimes that's what it is. Just stand up and then you'll find that all of a sudden the world literally looks different because you came from a place of passivity. You stand up and you look around. Now all of a sudden you're at a different level. And that's simply what it's it's a great. Absolutely. Exactly. Different perspective creates a different reality. And with that, it can be as simple as simply just stand up either in your thoughts. literally stand up wherever you are in your house and try something new. Can I give people a a little tip for that internal voice that goes on and on and on? One of my, and this doesn't come from me, it comes from one of my clients. We have a talk because the internal voice that we have can be a real pain. It can be something that really Mm -hmm. limits you or empowers you. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how she was struggling to quieten the voice, particularly at night when she was trying to sleep. Um, And I said, you know, what does the voice sound like? She says, it sounds like a parrot squawking. So I asked her, what do you do with a parrot if it's in a cage and you want it to be quiet? Not that I approve of parrots in cages, but there we go. And she said, you put a cover over it. And I said, well, have you thought about uh, about, uh, metaphorically putting a cover over it? Better Uh still, it's not real, the parrot. Why don't you shoot the blessed thing? (laughs) Which made her laugh. And as soon as you laugh... You're in a very different yeah. state. So if yes, you've got an are. internal vo- voice that goes on and on and nags you, just <laughs> shoot the flaming parrot. <laughs> That's hysterical, Gina. I love it. <laughs> With that in mind, we, unfortunately, we have to close out. Thank you so much, Gina Garner, for being an amazing guest on my show today. And you're definitely going to be back in the future. But if my listeners want to find out more information about you, to purchase your books, and to be a part of your enlightened, enlightened leadership programs, where would they find all this information online? So if you go to um, genuinely-you.com or enlightenedleadership.co and ginagardnerassociates.co.uk, there are three different training sites, each with got a different flavour, but you'll find loads of resources. I'm on YouTube. Um, uh, It's uh, a Genuinely You with Gina Gardner. And you can find me on all the social media sites. 
Excellent. Well, my listeners also know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and just simply search for Gina Gardner and you will find her all over my site. And it will also connect you with Gina. Thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my show today. I, we have so much more to talk about after the show's over. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.